What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Today, Radical Ones, let's take to the field with 1992's Ladybug, starring Rodney Dangerfield, Jack A. Harry, and Jonathan Brandis. She came over to see Martha. She just dropped in. What is this, a drag race? It's time to get radical. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick or treat? It's time. Can I do that? Good morning, Charlie. Honey, get down! Yeah. And look, I won't go far, okay? If the apocalypse comes, beat me. My name is Grace Jones. Thunder! 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 Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with Rob, the movie geek himself. Welcome back, Rob. Hi, everyone. Okay, so before we get into today's topic, we were just talking off camera. Well, Rob, why don't you explain? Random. Super random. I'm on Instagram. I see a post. It's got Queen Latifah, also a cutout of her character from Set It Off. And then the next video shows her on the Drew Barrymore show, where she brings up to Queen Latifah uh, about a rumor that she has a no-death clause in her contract when she is working. So... For those who don't know exactly what that is, there are people out there who are in the um, entertainment business for doing movies and TVs and stuff, and they can come up with a contract that if you hire them to play a character in your movie or TV show, that you are not allowed to kill them kill their character and if this is true and she says that she remembers making it she doesn't know if it's still valid but she pointed out that in the 90s anytime that she was in a movie she was usually a side character and those characters would always die well because like the 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 movies that i when i first started doing movies i always had these death scenes and set it off i got killed in sphere i got killed and apparently i died too well and then that caught on like wait a minute if I die in these movies, I can't be in the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> get my agent on the phone. We will put a no-die clause in these future movie wow. contracts so I'll never get a sequel. And I remember this. This was something that I always paid attention to in the 90s when I watched it. It's like every time I saw her, she was so expendable that she kept dying, and I didn't get it. Uh, one big one that everyone really knows is Set It Off. If you have not seen this movie, it is amazing. Yes, it does um, depict black people and violence and all all of that stuff so be prepared but at the same time it is a very good movie on uh, friendship sisterhood female empowerment even though they're considered the villains but it also shows how society treats black people when it comes to law economics and all of that and it, it's wonderful in fact set it off even like inspired for women to go out and rob a bank in real life this was so sad as if they could do it but anyways that is another conversation because we that will be doing be that a, movie a netflix documentary oh my god i would love it vivica a fox yeah exactly on top of that i don't know if you guys remember these movies so she also passed away spoiler alert in the movie sphere with sharon stone dustin hoffman and samuel jackson she was part of the crew and apparently they just made an example out of her by her dying from jellyfish this was so messed up This is why I don't like water and aquatic creatures. (laughs) (laughs) And then she also passed away in The Bone Collector with Angelina Jolie. I don't remember exactly how she died in there, but at that moment, I was like, this is it. This is the final straw. She needs to stop dying. She needs to get popular, do something so they can stop killing her. It's it's ridiculous. Now she has a television show called The Equalizer where she is put into danger all the time. And so my parents 
kids love that. They're always watching the Equalizer. Yeah, I watched Equalizer. And yeah, so it was very interesting to hear this. And you know, the only other time I ever heard of a rumor like this was for LL Cool J. And if you notice, honestly, in H2O and Deep Blue Sea, he should have died the whole time. Like, the whole time. There is no reason that he should have lived through those movies, but he did. And I feel that he has a clause in his contract as well. Because just something about it, they just will not get rid of him. They just won't. You know, it's funny too, Rob. This just came up with one of our Radical Ones, Cadu. He sent me this clip that Jennifer Love Hewitt said that she told her grandmothers she would never die in the I Know What You Did Last Summer oh, franchise. Oh, really? So that, it's, this is funny that this is coming up recently with these people. You know what? That's a great clause, though, because your character cannot get killed off then. Like, you don't yeah. have to worry about dying. And unfortunately, none of these movies did make sequels, but that was her biggest thing, is that if you kill her character off, she can't come back in any future installments, and so she was like, stop killing me. Done. That movie last holiday in the 2000s, early 2000s, I think it was, she almost dies in that movie. Like, she thinks that she's dying in that movie, so if we had known about this clause, you'd be like, well, no, you're not gonna... T-. Well, plus there was a comedy, right? you know, but besides that point, that was really something. To switch gears to this movie, which, this is gonna be another doozy radical ones because there's some things in here all those beautiful people in this neighborhood hey let's beautify the neighborhood (laughs) stay indoors to get ahead in business good luck thanks oh and i'm glad you gave me the right finger Sometimes you have to play ball. Chester, my company sponsors a girls' soccer team. I'm coaching the ladybugs. It sort of goes with a promotion, you know? It's a big office right next to mine just waiting for a guy like you. What the hell you know about soccer? You kick the ball down the field into the net. <laughs> Try and control the ball. <laughs> Forget the ball. Try and stay in your feet. Oh, I'm off to a great stop. What he doesn't know. Win the game, win the game, win the game could get him fired. Get the book, get the book, get the book. I can't look. Hey, what are you, a fish? What he's willing to try. What? Could get him arrested. No, you're crazy, Chester. It'll never happen. Chester put a boy on a girl's soccer team. Ow! Don't worry. If it's too tight, you'll get used to it. <gasps> Meet our new ladybug, Martha. Give her a big ladybug reception, all right? <laughs> After the game, no showers. Now all the girls are going skinny to be... <laughs> I'm here to pick up my daughter, Martha. Get in the car, quick, these hills are killing me. But let the competition beware. Let him fight. Let's try to win at something. Nobody plays the field like Dangerfield. You keep up the good work, this time next year you'll have ten men under you. Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, Dave, can you make a women? Ladybugs. All I know is, I got a lot of balls. This is Ladybugs from 1992. This stars the comic legend Rodney Dangerfield, and that comes with a certain brand of humor. They call it self-deprecating one-liners, but there's also this just like, he almost speaks in jokes. Does that make sense? Oh, I tell you, if she went to a dog show, she'd win. How would you describe him, Rob? <laughs> I'm trying to, like, come up with words to... I mean, over the years, he was in many things that, you know, you just see growing up. Really, my claim that I really held on with him was Ladybugs. Yes. Uh, he's also very famous for Caddyshack. And Caddyshack, he does, yes. Yeah. He does a lot of stand-up comedy. I think Back to School is another one that he is featured in. Sort of like a Happy Gilmore situation where, you know, he just goes back to school as the age that he's at and, you know, tries to hang out with the youngin'. And that cartoon, Rover... Yeah, Rover Dangerfield, I'm assuming, (laughs) yes. That's the other thing. He has a very distinctive voice, very recognizable, very unique. So he's always picked to do cameos and voice work. Do you remember how he, like, popped up very quickly 
Bailey in Casper, the live action one, because yes, there was did. like somebody shape shifted into him or something, yes. and like his voice distinct features too. Yeah, exactly. So with him, I I think a part of his shtick is that he's a man that does not get respect, which explains yeah. the last line of this movie. Yeah, I finally got some respect. This overall joke, whatever project he's in, yeah, always comes down to him not receiving any kind of respect and it's either the way that he looks talks acts or how he views the world but he always has a very sort of like not i don't want to say it's like a scandalous comedic vibe to him it's it's just more of sexual jokes and his love sexual yeah his love for women and the women figure always comes up anything can be turned into a you know a sexual joke to him and even in this pg-13 teen comedy he does not hold back he is literally pushing the boundary as far as they'll let him and you know for somebody who is known for that to even be involved with a teen comedy is a very risky but you know very try for me triumphant thing to achieve you know the fact that this movie was greenlit and put out and you know i'm sure it was advertised for teens to see these jokes were subtle but they were clear as day like oh my god yeah we'll definitely get into that i just wanted to point out this movie was chosen based on its anniversary mr anniversary i know is it their 30th we are march 27th of 1992 so yeah so it's um like the 30 31st anniversary of the film and yeah yeah it's (laughs) it's a young adult (laughs) yeah but um i also did bring this up because i think about it all the time and it it used to be one of my favorite movies to watch as a kid so it was it was fun to relive this again now did you rent this i feel like it was on tv growing up constantly so i watched this on a revolving like it would always be on tv now i feel like this would be on probably nothing (laughs) (laughs) you can rented on Amazon. Uh, I believe I did it once, I think one or two years ago, because I was really just in the mood to watch it. And then I eventually bought it. They have a very, you know, simple Blu-ray that you can buy on Amazon as well. So it is available, but unfortunately, I don't think this movie is for free at all. So uh, the synopsis of this movie is to climb the corporate ladder to success. A guy agrees to coach the company's all-girls soccer team with the help of his secret weapon, his fiance's son. Now, what they don't tell you in this movie is that it dives right into a lot of the 90s trope plots that you would see, which is they find some way to gender swap, aka cross-dress someone to play the opposite gender to achieve some kind of goal or mission. And this movie does that. So his secret weapon is his fiance son by dressing him up as a girl to play on the all-girls soccer team. I mean, you do anything to win, right? So you don't see too many of these plots nowadays, but back then there were a lot of them leading into the 2000s. Some movies were a little subtle, you know, more subtle than others. And then you also had to, um, what was the same? Um, disbelief what is what is that oh suspend suspend yes suspend disbelief because clearly they do not look like the opposite sex when they dress up at all right but you kind of just take their word for it and just have at it hey as long as superman can put on some glasses and call it a day y'all should not have a problem with this plot i'm just saying that right now ryan what do you think about movies like these do you remember watching a lot of these gender swap movies back in the day yeah i feel like it was a staple I mean, you know, at some point, even when we discussed Ernest, he is going to dress in gender swap, right? Like, it's going to happen. So, yeah, and I always ate them up. I loved, I mean, this was later on, but Martin in, you know, Big Mama's house, like, I ate it up. I don't know what that says about me, but I like these, like, to me, it, it is funny, like, the humor. But now, would you say what, She's the Man is probably the last one of these, like, mainstream with this type of plot in the last yeah, 20 I, years? I believe so. I mean, I would have to look it up. I want to say, did White Chicks come out after or oh, before? You're right. So I would say something like that, which supposedly is getting a sequel, I think, still. Oh, is it? I think so. If you were to see something 
something like this happen now, it's usually through magic, possession, or, you know, just sort of, like, visually only by us, but they can't see. So, like, Hot Chick, Happy Death Day, not Happy Death Day, excuse me, Freaky. Um, There there are some other ones out there where they do a lot of um, gender swap stuff. But again, it's it's done, or even, like, Jumanji, um, you know, the the new Jumanji, with the possession of avatars. Exactly. So, it's more about acting the character rather than literally looking and dressing up as such and i like that the transition has gone to that only because of you know today's society in accepting more trans community and the uh the queer community as as well as like drag queens who make a living off of this but could also feel that they might be mocked in the way that this type of plot is used so i think people need you know will have to be kind of careful the way that they view movies like these but watching this now versus you know there's definitely a lot of possibilities that someone from those communities could be offended or represented you know different you know and and there's some of the stuff in here that i want to talk about we'll try not to keep it too serious but again these stood out you know i do want to say one thing before we get into this review uh ryan say it with me i am great oh i am great this is is great yes i am wonderful everybody likes likes me. me i am great I am wonderful. Everybody likes me. Stand up. Flip it out. I am great. I am wonderful. Everybody likes me. I am great. I am wonderful. Everybody likes me. Sit down. <laughs> I did not remember that that intro like oh, that. And then when I it happened, soon I, as, as soon as they said it, I remembered the entire thing. The tone, affliction, I matched it all up. I was like, wow, I can't believe I still remember that. But the mirror part, I don't know if it's because it comes back later. I always remembered that, him staring into that little pocket mirror. And then, yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, oh my God, yeah. This is Chester. Chester Lee. I love that name because of my late rabbit. Mm-hmm. I am a sucker for a Chester in a Chesterfield. My name is Chester. I'm great. I'm wonderful. Everybody likes me. My name is Chester. I'm great. I'm wonderful. Everybody likes me. <laughs> but it fits an old time classic comedian from, you know, back in the day would be like perfect yeah. name. Perfect name for this guy. Most of the time when you see a plot like this, it usually gives the other gender or perspective of the opposite sex to learn a thing or two about themselves. Or, you know, if they are a womanizer, then, you know, they learn how to be more sensitive towards women and vice versa. So I still welcome plots like these. I think they're fun to play with again you just have to be very careful not to use this type of comedy to mock someone or be the butt of the joke but i think it can be very fun and and playful depending on you know the type of comedy that you make uh what did you think of ladybugs watching it again i actually laughed the whole entire time i did too i did too (laughs) and i know i mean i i hope that i am not offending anybody by watching a movie like this and there were definitely some problematic jokes but i laughed so much so much there was some things i was just like holy crap only the 90s like with this bpg 13 like what we got to see especially so many underage sex jokes and things like that i was like holy god help us but back then you know when we watched stuff like this why why weren't we banned from this why was this okay to watch why did we turn out the way we do and and you know we didn't become buttholes for like you know i don't know i'm just surprised that we still grew up and and didn't repeat or or look at this as like the way of life or whatever you know like because that one scene and it's the ones i mean there was all different things with i call her allison character in this movie is called kimberly, kimberly? okay yeah. but when she's running on the field in a bikini i'm just like oh my god But really what got me was when he's in that clothing store and he's with Martha Matthew, which this is the late Jonathan Brandis. Oh my God, Jonathan Brandis. Ugh. Yeah. That was, I remember that when that happened. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. But it was it was nice to see this role. When they're in the dressing room. There's a zipper in the back of this dress. You gotta help me. 
Oh, and I turn around, I'll put the wig on. I'm sorry, but the dressing room is occupied. If you have a seat right over there, I'll have your dress here for you. Thank you. Isn't that a pretty dress? Just remember, we gotta be careful. I don't want your mother to find out. She'll kill me. God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Don't worry, I'll be finished soon. Ow! Take it easy, that hurts. Ow! All right, don't worry. If it's too tight, you'll get used to it. Well, what a cute little girl. And what's your name? <laughs> but then he comes out, and I don't know if it's the grandmother or the mother sitting next to this young girl waiting and overhearing this. She just passes out. I'm like, lady, that really helped your kid when he's. you think he just touch this child and he's just gonna touch your granddaughter and you just faint <laughs> oh my god this would be cut out in a minute and in, in airing but you know what's also funny about this too is that because of the news and things that we hear lately my mind also took it a little dark too because even before that those two walk in and he he goes up to the saleswoman and says hey do you have any like you know little you know young women pretty dress yeah like pretty pretty dresses. dresses and then you know she responds and says you know what size is she and he turns to matthew and says what size are you and she's very confused hi can i help you yeah uh, i'd like to see a nice dress for a young lady and what size is she what size are you well actually it's for his twin sister they're the same size uh, we, we have a lovely print we just got in. Uh, it's right here. I think this would be the right size. Well, I'd like him to try it on. I'd like to see what it'll look like on his twin sister. Uh, we have a dressing room right over here. Now, in the 90s, it would be like, why are you asking him? He's a boy. Who cares? And he and Chester replies, well, this is for his twin sister. They're the same size. And she just kind of nods and goes about her business and like a sale's a sale. But to be fair, if you take it dark, it's like, is Chester dressing up Matthew in women's clothes for kicks? And you don't think about that at a younger age. But as an adult watching this, like that is very, it's not problematic as if they shouldn't have the joke. It's like... How do you translate that into funny? You know, like that is a very difficult thing to try and sell on comedy. I think you said it perfectly, Rob. When we're kids and we take a joke almost like the level that they want you to in this movie. But when you realize that adults are writing these things and it's like, you know. But at the same time, it's like almost at the time, again, that humor towed the line like that. It was like, this was just like you're saying nothing. Oh, yeah. It might be tight at first. He was talking in that in that dressing room you know when that woman was overhearing them oh it will fit in it might be tight at first meanwhile he's trying to zip up the kid's yeah. dress what they were referring to is zipping up the dress and also putting the wig on and that is what was going on in there but you know the mom took it differently and then to to hear that so it just it yeah it it you just kind of have to understand the humor back then and you know if it's funny it's funny but to be fair those weren't the funniest things like go on ryan what was the funniest stuff you were laughing at most of the time throughout this movie i might be biased but honestly it's jack a well we're a team you know i helped pick out the wig Jack A. Yes, it's Jack A. Jack A. Harry is Ladybug. She is this movie. She did not get enough parts. I would have loved for her to have her own storyline as well. She did. Like, I remembered her being in it more. And I'm like, well, where's Jack A? Like, where yeah. is she? <laughs> and, you know, I, I totally get it. It's about this soccer team and it's about winning and turning these misfits into champions. But Jack A was the ultimate assistant. She was the ultimate <laughs> assistant coach. Was. I love that as that pairing. That was so funny. Yeah, her one-liner, she always was saying things with a lot of zest and attitude, and it just worked. Her comedic timing is flawless, and she's honestly, I want to say, being herself. And I just, again, she is this movie. She is the reason I watch it all the time. She's the reason I laugh a lot. Just her opening, you know, just when she's in the office. The dance, the sitting thing. Yeah. yeah that was it right down on it. <laughs> Men. They only want one thing. But if they don't want to marry me, they ain't getting that thing no more. Because if I can't sell it, I'm gonna sit right down on it before I ever give it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd ask for an encore, but I'm busy. It's time to see the man. She's got a whole thing, a whole song. But yeah, men, they're only worth one thing. But if they don't want to marry me, yeah, it's just she, no reason. There's no reason for that song. We're not given any history why she has this history with men, but it is hilarious it's hilarious when she's singing and she's like home of the and she keeps going on break yes <laughs> i'm sure ryan will post all of this oh on god yes instagram he cannot wait yes the littlest things she just makes she- oh, yeah i'm trying to like i had i wrote so many things her sandwich on the field oh god when she was like what about your weightlifting class <laughs> so i'm doing good i mean the sandwich heavy right julie that's right coach chester hmm. Julie, look at the way you're eating. I thought you were getting in shape. What happened to the weightlifting class? Well, I'm doing good. I mean, this is heavy. <laughs> was dying. But it was also the way she was eating it, though. This is a Rob question. How did you think about That's the way she was eating it? That's the hot dog question. That's the hot dog question. That's Rico just on. Just. <laughs> oh, my God. Again. Every time. Every you had time. To be there. You had to be there. No, yeah, it's just like the hot dog question. That's a woman thing. I don't know. I think eating it the way it does, it's just less messy or, you know, I don't know. I I would ask a a woman that to see if they eat it like that. And if so, why? Because, yeah, that's a little different. But, yeah, it was so funny watching her in this movie again. She was great. Periodically, there would be... By the way, I love the soundtrack of this movie. All the songs sounded reminiscent, yet unfamiliar. Like, they would be B-sides of, you know, hit songs. But then they sing, goodness gracious, great balls of fire, Jack A, and Dangerfield, out of nowhere. Then I love how it pans, and they're actually in the car singing it. That was a great transition, because at first you're like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I left the love cause I thought it was funny. You came along and you moved me, honey. I changed my mind, this love is mine. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Kiss me, baby. Ooh. Feels good. I want to love you like a lover should. You're fine. So kind. I'm going to tell her where you're mine, 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 mine. I chew my nails and I twiddle my thumb. I feel nervous, but it show is fun. Come on, baby. You're driving me crazy. Goodness, Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. In the 90s, you were allowed to do musical numbers without officially being a musical. I love it. And have that be a part of the movie. I don't know if they were actually singing in that car and they were just like, oh, wasn't that a fun sing-along? But yeah, they had a little fun. They were winning. They were celebrating. That's what it was. Oh, Rob, this was the line. I finally found it. When she said that it looks like Norman Bates is playing soccer. (laughs) That line. That was so funny. And I love it. No, you know what line it was for me. So there was... an earlier scene where Rodney Dangerfield had explained to Julie, who was Jack A's character, why he ended up, you know, coaching soccer. And uh, <laughs> that whole thing was just funny. What? You know what? Who you know about soccer? What? You gonna coach what? Take it easy, will you? What the hell you know about soccer? Nothing. It just happened. I was kissing the boss's ass. His wife came in. I started kissing her ass. The next thing you know, they made me coaching the soccer team. Well, did you get the promotion? I'll get the promotion. All we have to do is bring home a championship team. A we? What you talking about we? I told them always you'll be my assistant coach. Oh, oh that's great. <laughs> Goodbye job. Hello, welfare. I want to be so hard. There were champs last year, champs year before. I can't miss it's a piece of cake. But then he explains, he goes, I was kissing my boss's ass, and then his wife came in and I started kissing her ass, and all of a sudden I'm coaching football. So then when he goes to his first meet with the team, he finds out that their daughter, his boss's daughter, is a part of the team who was played by Allison. Yeah, Hocus Pocus, by the way. I just randomly yeah. said Allison earlier. Yeah. She plays Allison in Hocus Pocus. And so because she's arrived, she arrived late and he yells at her but once he finds out who she is then he just lays out the red carpet for her and puts a you know like a towel down on the grass for her to sit on and then jackie says now he's kissing the daughter's ass there you go oh i'm sorry i should have had a bigger handkerchief you know (laughs) now he's kissing the daughter's ass 
I was laughing so much from that line and then immediately transitions into the national anthem, which is another great joke. So they don't even give you time to breathe in this movie. I'm just telling you right now, this movie is so funny. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. song is over. And it was Vanessa Shaw, by the way, it's Kimberly, but Allison in Hocus Pocus. Her thing is she kicks so high that it will go in over the stadium, the walls, it goes into trunks. Yeah, the goalposts. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go post. Yeah, she could easily, like, play for football and be a, a kicker. Because that was, yeah. <laughs> the dad was like, son of a bitch. I kept saying, like, this girl kicks really well. Like, they didn't see the potential in her kicks. But by the way, Radical Ones, two weeks in a row, we're going to be talking about sports movies. Because we're doing Luck of the Irish next week. This oh, is God. hysterical because I know nothing. I know nothing. No, I was giving Rob the benefit of the doubt that maybe he knew more than me. So nothing. You, you brought up the sports. So I want to talk about sort of the teen aspect of this movie. Uh, you've got a bunch of girls. They're all quirky. They all have their characters. They're all different in some way, but they all do not know how to play soccer. They're all new to the team. And they came in during a huge transition where they used to be the best soccer team out there. But now with all these new girls, Chester inherited a a soccer team full of novice and so a big thing that we are seeing here is that you're taking a bunch of underdogs into winners we see that plot a lot with like mighty ducks and and such movies what do you think about plots like these was any of that like a grab for you when you watched this as a kid or was it just jack a in dangerfield it was jack a honestly you didn't care anything about the soccer storyline absolutely not (laughs) it was jack a and the shenanigans as rob would say of the situation where like i think it's that's one scene that one scene where jonathan matthew his character is running up and down and and he's just like flying down the stairs that scene i liked because of the you know it's like oh he's gonna get caught but it was jack a honestly yeah the storyline with the soccer team uh it's it's not a bad one. I mean, it's it's used all the time. I like a really good underdog story, and of course, it's very uplifting when they win their first game or they achieve something or they you know gain more confidence. And you know, the transition of Matthew being able to be, I guess, more finesse when it comes to playing soccer with girls. His whole thing about utilizing everyone's strengths in different categories i just thought was yes and even dangerfield was given a really nice moment with a character named penny pester who saw herself as sort of a ugly duckling and he has this really nice you know talk with her to get her to see the beauty that he sees in her which could have easily turned into a heavy crush of a young girl liking an older man you know i've never seen you with your hair down let me see what you look like with your hair down okay hold that thing here what beautiful hair. Let me see with your glasses off, too. Will you take your glasses off? Oh, look at those brown eyes. You're cute as a button. <laughs> but what about my braces? So what? Big deal. Huh? You'll meet a boy who has braces. Then when you kiss, you'll see sparks. <laughs> I'll tell you something, Penny Pester. If I was younger, 
I would definitely ask you for a date. Just my luck, you probably wouldn't even go out with me, huh? Yes, I would, Coach Chester. <laughs> Come on, get over there with those girls. Go ahead, will you? Give those boys a break. Get over there. Because she actually says, if you were older, which is probably where it would toe the line for people. But yes. yeah, when if you were older, whatever. But she's but, later giving him looks like, I'm doing this for you. And she's like, fine. <laughs> yeah. And, but I mean, there are some really sentimental moments in here. But I think one of the biggest moments for me with this is Matthew notices that our goalie, Carmelita Chu, she loves, loves, loves butterflies, right? But she, so she's always looking up in the sky rather than at the game where she's the goalie and so he makes her center and decides to put butterfly stickers on the soccer ball so she'll have something to focus on now do you remember little giants the same thing happened when the little kid could not catch a football to save his life but when it came to toilet paper rolls (laughs) he could catch those no problem and so they would have him practice catching you know toilet paper rolls to get him more in the game and to also vision the ball as a toilet paper roll which helped him catch it those moments i think are just so clever when it comes to a kid's film you know just channeling their imagination and adapting it into the you know the world in order for them to adapt and i just i just think that's really cool i found those moments to be really fun it's almost like that summer school, the movie summer school, where yeah. each kid has a quirk, but they're not yeah. really developed. They're developed enough for this movie to go by. Yeah. But you know what that made me think of? This is so random, Rob. But maybe I would be good with sports because all of my life, I am able to, and take it the right way, people, I'm able to catch things really well. I am a good catcher because- oh, you are, okay. Like, if you throw, if you just be like, Ryan, and throw something across the room, I could catch it nine out of 10 times. It's that height that's what it is you think i don't know like is that part of it maybe i don't know but that's my thing like if balls i can catch i can catch a lot of things but um so for those who have not seen this movie um you said that really the soccer aspect of it really wasn't your bag would you say those scenes are boring not at all honestly actually okay i'm okay with it because it, it doesn't bother me but i'm more invested like i was saying because jack gay is on the field usually in those mm-hmm. moments so i'm okay with the soccer uh you did mention the whole scene about the constant switching back and forth and which causes the dilemma of playing two people at once is that sometimes you have to be in two places and and you have to kind of like go back and forth this is a very typical run-on joke in these types of comedies yeah. yeah they'll find some way for them to be in two places whether it's two dances or two you know um concerts or whatever like if you're supposed to be here you have to constantly switch back and forth another thing that they would always do in movies like these is that there is a distinctive difference between men and women and when you have a character cross-dressed for some reason those characteristics in their original gender is heightened to showcase that you would never see the opposite sex do this and to make it simpler this there's a scene in the movie where he is officially dressed up in the dress right he's walking around the mall and he goes to a punching bag and starts punching it and he's created this big audience who are in awe that a woman can hit a punching bag as well as he can first of all there's no indication that jonathan brandis's character matthew could even do that himself but the fact that he's dressed as a woman let's give him a lot of you know powers or whatever and strength to showcase that oh my god we're looking at a man do this but everybody thinks it's a woman oh my god you know um whether it's like throwing a football with like massive speed and power just because he's dressed it's just that to me is really really tired i don't like stuff like that um not for the obvious reasons i just think it's fake because they don't really set up them to be that strong and agile and so all of a sudden like because women aren't supposed to be as such that was random just to show like you said a punching bag to begin with i don't know i wouldn't even think of that scene Mm -hmm. put that in that but yeah that was a weird way of setting that up by the way did you notice half the time unless he was with kimberly matthew just spoke in his normal voice and I love that like he's on the field at first I swear I didn't hear the voice put on until that one scene when Kimberly shows up at his house somehow. yeah but he was just like catch the ball he's, yeah that kid has a deeper voice than me still like oh my god kickoff are you the captain 
just calling a kickoff, sweetheart. It was yeah, great. I was the way that he was the way that he was talking to them was just so like a man. And yeah, I, there was a couple of times where he changed his voice like over the phone or something. But yeah, um, he just whispered, and then it just suddenly sounded like a girl, I guess. But it's just so funny that no one recognized him. In fact, this movie really wants you to suspend all disbelief because there were multiple people. Men who were dressed up in wigs pretending to be women. Now, the big final championship game, this other team looked like they bred, you know, women in like a a facility or a lab or something and just put them all on steroids. Some of those players were boys. I know this. And they just had the most horrible wigs you can think of. Oh, my God. And the coach was in this, like, I don't even know. It wasn't even a mil. It's supposed to be an ex-military, but he had, like, it was unzipped. It was, like, a zipper outfit. Jumpsuit. Jumpsuit or whatever. It was so obvious. I don't even know if they were trying or if it was, like, a run-on joke to just point out that there are other people. There was even, like, a grown-ass man in the audience wearing, like, a church outfit you would wear on Sunday. There was a lot of people. People in this audience that were dressed really were doing funny things in the background. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who is that man? Oh, yeah, I'm fine, Mrs. Yolick. He's not a stranger. He's just strange. I do want to touch on Jonathan Brandis for a second. Oh, so, yes. my God, was he such a handsome man oh my god i miss him so much not just because of that but he he could act his butt off i i like the guy i just i, I did too a really cool gentleman i just enjoyed seeing him on screen all the time and he just happened to grow up to be extremely handsome yeah please help me understand in what city and school district this movie was in that would tell Jonathan Brandis, Matthew, going around thinking that he wasn't hot enough to go up to a girl like Kimberly in school. Please help me out. You mean to tell me he's not the hot guy in the school? I really didn't get that. And then as shy as Kimberly was, I just was like, is she considered popular? Why are we not going That's to talk to her? That's the thing. She's rich. So they equated rich with being popular. Popular, but they did the actually switch that with yeah unapproachable that's exactly rob but they did give kimberly that thing to her she's the opposite of her parents that drink champagne by the way yeah. on the soccer field <laughs> yeah but yeah i i was just like i don't know who told him he wasn't the hot kid in school he should have had all the girls after him i guess that's endearing for his character too i guess so evidently that was his mother who by the way in that one scene with the reveal when he says i just in drag too when you see the mother from behind mm-hmm. classic Mm-hmm. Mother 90s jeans. Like, you will never see a more 90s jean. <laughs> I think it's cinematic <laughs> history. What the hell's going on? I'd like to know. <laughs> Take it easy, will you? It's nothing. <laughs> when I was a kid, I did the same thing. I should dress up like a girl, too. You know how kids are. They're always doing crazy things. You know, girls want to be boys, boys want to be girls, and some of them are. <laughs> Mom, Chester didn't mean any harm. He just wanted me to help him on the soccer team so we could get a winning team. Matthew, go to your room. But Mom, go to your room! I wanted to I wanted to point out though that when he creates a scene for him to be noticed. His friend tells him to, tells him to go long and catch a football. And, you know, she notices it and says, nice catch. But he missed the opportunity to go up to her and keep talking. That's what his friend was like. Keep going. Just go and talk to her. I wanted to ask you, who has the better move? Is it Matthew or Max Dennison? Actually, I will take, let me tell you right now, Max, I'm taking. Okay. <laughs> but I actually have to give it to Matthew because we didn't even see how he... He explains it to her off camera what he actually he just pulled off the wig and it was fine for her so he's got the moves that was one of my notes is that everyone in this movie including the girls on this soccer team not one person had any moral stance on this boy cheating and being on this team and getting them to the championships the moment he came out with everything everyone was so cool with it oh my god that's so cool you did this even his boss was okay that he cheated like there's no moral compass in this at all what did you think about that well do you love how the one girl who was the flashy girl early on as soon as he takes the wig off she starts adjusting her hair like because now he's a boy my god the thirst on that girl my name is sally ann welfelt and i'm 12 years old going on 13 
My hobbies are ice skating and going shopping. My favorite book is A Wrinkle in Time. All right, okay, Sally Ann. Turn-ons. Good-looking guys. Music. Good-looking guys. Pizza. Good-looking guys. Staying up late. And good-looking guys. Okay, okay, okay. Tell me, how many goals did you score last year? Goals? None. You know what's funny? The whole time I always thought that she did that because she thought that she'd lose her hair as if his hair was falling out. You're probably right though. He she was probably fixing it in front of him. Oh, I hope so. That I just didn't make that girl. I honestly <laughs> thought it was because she thought she was gonna lose her hair like he did. Well, radical one. I hope that's the way she did it. But that was it was just so funny. It was these worlds where, like Rob says, you have to suspend everything. That this is just like this is what solves everything. Because we see by the end, it does solve it because the boss has started a team now with Rodney Dangerfield's character of all male. Yeah, all 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 male players. Yeah, playing playing in a girls' league. So let's not just do one player. Let's do them all. And it's funny, right? Because you see them on the bus. You're like, oh, he got a new job, and he's coaching a male. And in my head, I'm like, oh, he should do like a um a league of their own kind of thing. Go mm-hmm. on the bus with that, and then all of a sudden they're getting off the bus, and you see them. They had the wigs on too. <laughs> By the way, Jack A helped pick out that wig. She needs a yes. promotion too. <laughs> <laughs> so you you brought up the mom earlier. I wanted to talk about. That so she's the only one that had a big impact in finding out what was going on. She felt very betrayed and lied to. First of all, do you think that she was overreacting? And second, if I were a mom and I saw my son, you know, dressed up as a woman walking down the stairs, apparently Chester knows what's going on, oh, and the yeah. two of them are super silent and they don't want to tell her what's going on. Can That's you imagine? the thoughts in a mother's head she must have been freaking out like you said that's the problem with being from this year now yeah. because everything is like i took it like that as, as soon as she saw it i'm like oh my god she's gonna because like would you think that he's joining a soccer that would be the least thing you would think about he joined <laughs> a soccer team i mean well there you go you could just use that excuse to try and hide it but no but i'm just saying it's like it just hits different oh definitely watching a movie like this definitely today. i hate that that this is the thing but do you think that she was overreacting, possibly breaking up the relationship the way that she just didn't want to talk to either of them? You know, she used the word corrupt my son. Like, I don't know. What do you think? Well, that could be taken a different way, too. That could be like, oh, you're trying to, you know, corrupt him into doing it. Like, I would be upset in the moment. And I think after she listened to the son, maybe like if he really explained like, mom, this is what happens. You know, he coaches an all female, all girls soccer team. This is, I told you I was joining a team. Ha ha ha. You know, like it was really just not serious. But in the moment, Rob, I would have taken it that my child was being, you know, and I would have been upset that, but I think I would have listened to it. I don't know if I would have believed it right away, but what about you, Rob? Yeah. Um. I mean, the movie needed some kind of conflict, right? Everything was going right. perfectly <laughs> up to this point. So we need some kind of conflict to overcome. And this was it. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get too much more of it. She forgave him immediately and we didn't even get to see her really like analyze or self-reflect on what was going on she just showed up at the game and was like yeah we're good because you won and all of that so so uh, aside from jack a harry what do you think would be sort of the biggest like pull from this movie like what are people watching it for jonathan brandis or are kids watching it for the kid tone of it all of you know the soccer team and winning games and you know such like that i don't think unless you're a jack gay fan a rodney dangerfield fan or a jonathan brandis fan but not the kid stuff is it's like i said it's enough for us to get the plot line and get a you know like oh that's that girl like yeah but other than that no no so i think dangerfield i mean he is a huge thing like so i think fans of that but and what do you think about danger sort of one-liners and the way that he analyzes and associates sex with most of everyday life i mean there was a lot you know he sees matthew and he's like yeah um don't stare at the tv too long you'll strain your eyes and then later on in other places i will tell you today i did not know what that joke meant back in the day i had no clue but now that i do it's just like what do you think about that type of humor do you think that adults can find that type of humor funny or is it just tacky now i think i think at the time it was like that was the style 
real and I think people did find. But even in this, like we were saying earlier, it literally just a joke to set up another joke. And that's okay. That was his thing. And I got to say, there were funny lines that I actually did find funny and a lot of things like, and it was stupid things like almost with when they went to look at the house and he was just like, oh, well, the landscaper looked at this. He would be he th- here before us, the yeah. Adams family. Yeah, yeah. Who lived here before the Adams family? She said it was a very good deal. And look, honey, it's a two-story house. Two-story house. <laughs> Before you buy it, they give you one story. After you move in, you get another story. I never saw such beautiful landscaping. It looks like all the trees threw up. Even when he hugged Mrs. Mullen, which I recognized from head of the class for the first time today. I'm nice. like, oh, she was in head of the class. <laughs> and he was just hugging her on the field. I could do without that. Okay. What about when Dangerfield had to dress up as a woman himself to get oh. Matthew out of a situation? What did you think about that? I mean, at some point we needed to see it. You know what? That's so true. What's better than one when you can get two? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you, I have a, you know, a sentimental thing about this movie yeah i feel that if you miss the train like it's not you like you can't hop coming on back to you on You're the station. Not. and that's the thing it's like ryan and i can talk very positive about this movie and, and why we enjoy it and why we can still laugh at it but it is going to be very difficult to recommend this to anyone even if you're into that type of adult humor that dangerfield delivers it might be outdated humor or type of you I know think it was outdated at the time yeah yeah even for him in the 90s it was outdated yeah so i mean that type of comedy and delivery may not even hit regardless of what the joke is so yeah unfortunately i can't recommend this but i will still say that i enjoy it i still enjoy it i just zigzag think it's like this rob zigzag like this not like this no she's like with yeah. her hands zigzag. <laughs> that was so funny oh yeah no zigzag like this you know kick her kick her kick her kick no wait, girl. No wait, girl. Girl, no don't do it like me. And by the way, there was a cameo by the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile that yeah. I don't know if it's still going strong, but it made a cameo. Very retro. I also wanted to point out car phones. Oh my god. Did you have car phones in your car at all? I, we didn't. I mean, we had a cellular phone, but we a did not have a phone. car phone. Never. When he pulled that out, I was like, oh yeah, 92. Okay, yeah, self car phones in the car. Yeah. The cordless phone that Martha used to call Chester from uh, the Mullins house, I had that exact wireless cordless phone that exact model i love that that exact model and then oh my god so when they go shopping in that store where they get the dress did you see all that neon and like starter raincoats and like starter jackets wasn't that just 90s heaven yes i want to live there i I want to go there that (laughs) store that was insane the style was just so crazy yeah that I was ate really that good up yeah. i ate it up give me neon give me those colors rob yeah this is so random but i just have to shout out to the milkshake guy in this movie you worked at the milkshake bar i thought you stole the scene it's just uh matthew's character goes danger feels at the bar it's equivalent of an adult bar he goes to a mold <laughs> shop and gets drunk off of milkshakes you know so he can share his you know woes to the bartender yeah but he said you're gonna spoil your dinner and then he then he gives him advice about dating women so i loved that that scene i thought that was so cute you're gonna spoil your dinner why don't you go on home no, i don't want to go home come on come on give me another one kid the way you're drinking you must have a girl problem yeah tell me about it maybe i can help how could you help me with girls i've been through it all i've been stood up shook up hung up screwed up and tied up what's your problem y'all have a fight no no no, we never fight. No, we get along great. We, we laugh together. We like the same music, the same sports. No, we, we get along just great. Then what's the problem? She don't know I'm a boy. Kid, with this girl, I don't know what you're doing, but you must be doing it wrong. 
I think we both really enjoyed it. But like Rob said, you have to have been there and you've had to have lived through it. I mean, I did enjoy myself from the start to the finish. So yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun watching this again. If I were to bring this up with anyone, I would if they remembered the film, they'd be like, Oh, a classic or Oh, yes, I remember this. And I'm sure everyone has their reasons uh, as to why this movie stood out uh, amongst all of them. But uh, I did have a small conversation about this movie and I had asked like what do you think about the plot point of doing cross-dressing to you know disguise yourself to be a b and c do you continue to like that type of stuff if they were to continue to come out with movies like that or you know or or maybe it's it shouldn't be like a whole plot point but maybe just like a funny gag in a movie what what do you think about today like can we still watch comedies like that I think if it it, believable. Okay, so if it works for the plot, let's say if Charlie's Angels 3 came out now. Oh yeah, they were in disguises all the time. Right, and sometimes they would dress like a man. Okay, it's part of the plot. Like, I get that. That makes sense. I feel like right now, you don't want to offend anybody, so I don't need any more. Unless, okay, White Chicks 2 comes out then. One thing that I would like to do uh, at the end of each episode, if I'm on it anyway, uh, on my Instagram page, I do have um, part of my reel uh, recommendations if you did like the movie and recommendations if you did not. So I I would like to go through them. And uh, for anyone who really liked this film, I think that Back to School, starring Rodney Dangerfield, would be an excellent choice. Now, this is because... You enjoy Rodney Dangerfield on screen and also the adult humor. Um, My next recommendation, if you did like Ladybugs, you would also like Bad News Bears. And I'm talking about the original with Walter Matthau. I personally have never seen this movie all the way through, but... This movie is very similar to having Misfits become a winning team. It's a baseball team of boys and you've got this, you know, this this very out of place coach who's been given the task to coach this this baseball team and he uses unorthodox ways to get them to play very well. If I remember correctly, they didn't do a gender swap but they had someone who was clearly too old to be in the league pretend to be younger in order to win um maybe one day we'll do bad news bears on here and then another one for the soccer aspect as well as the child or young adult feel to it i recommended the big green do you remember big green i was gonna say bend it like beckham when you said soccer yeah (laughs) big big green Green, again associated with soccer but it it has sort of the a sort of a step up i shouldn't say up but a step sort of sideways with this humor it's not like too disney it's it has a little bit of realism in it yes to where yeah so big green i think is a wonderful film wonderful soccer movie now if you did not like this movie but you are interested sort of in the whole gender swap type of plot i um am recommending just one of the guys this is also PG-13. It has nothing to do with sports. However, it does have a woman dressing up as a man to accomplish a goal that she believes she couldn't do as a woman. So you still have the same type of plot, but just done differently. I The humor is still pretty sexual, but this is a definite like heavy teens movie rather than it being like a child movie like Ladybugs. So I think this movie would serve this plot well, and it's done more with respect, I think, when it comes to gender swapping. Uh, Another one in the same sort of gender swap tone is she's the man she's the man does it so much better in this movie than it does in ladybugs and coincidentally enough in she's the man she also joins a soccer team she is really really good at soccer so she's the man is the best gender swap movie i've ever seen like it is, i liked it always it too. is so funny it is so hilarious so i definitely recommend she's the man that's a good one yep 
again, if you enjoy the all girls cast and uh, predominant female cast and also sort of the soccer feel, like you said earlier, I did recommend Bend It Like Beck. I think this is a beautiful film. Great story. Great character development. It's acted very well. And it's not as cheesy and possibly crude like Ladybugs was. So that is my recommendations. I I love this. So Rob has been doing, mentioned on our last episode, he has been doing this on his account. And well, Rob, where can the lovely people find you at? Uh, On Instagram, I'm Rob the Movie Geek, or you can look up the Unique Geek. I am cataloging all the movies that I watch in 2023, whether I rewatch it or watched it for the first time i just put up 15 to 30 second reels of my review of the movie um, by a point scale of one through five and i also give recommendations all of these reviews are tied to my letterbox account um, under rob's rewind so if you want to follow me on there and just go through the journey of what i've watched so far in 2023 have at it he's caught up because he did seeing double (laughs) (laughs) spoiler didn't do well (laughs) so we will have rob's links below in the description and the radical retro rewind podcast one word on instagram we're also on youtube if that's your thing i know a lot of people listen on youtube for um podcasts so thank you for those listens yes thank you thank you so we will be back actually next week like we said with another sports movie and this is a disney one a disney made for tv one luck of the irish we're getting ready for st patrick's day yep we sure are take care everybody bye 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 oh and i'm glad you gave me the right finger you're on top of the world on top of the world. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.